Hey guys, so welcome to the second episode, season four of the Teen Whisperer Show. And in this season, we are going to discuss journeys of various podcasters all around the world and how they are doing podcasts, their future goals, and many more. Today, we have a guest who was so patient while I was stumbling with time zones, and he's the host uh, of Stuff I Never Know podcast. Uh, they always kind of record in groups, which is also really super cool stuff. And he's also a digital marketer that that too for over 20 years. And so a lot of tools, tips and tricks are also coming on your way. So wait for that people also. So ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Jeff Revilla to the show. Uh, show. Mr. Revilla, welcome to the show. Uh, please tell a little bit about yourself and your podcasting career. Like a bird on a tree. I'm just sitting here. I got time. It's clear to see. Yeah, thank thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. It's uh like we said, the time zones are a little different. It's only uh, I just woke up, so hopefully my brain is firing <laughs> on all cylinders and we're ready to go. Uh, I I did start a I got really interested in podcasting around 2009, but just was terrified uh, to pull the trigger and actually start mm-hmm. doing episodes. And it took me about 2015 and i came up with this trivia show format which we'll talk about a little bit and uh the the goal was to kind of expand what a podcast was i wanted to say or wanted to see what could you do besides two friends sitting in a room with a microphone and that we you know built use different tools and we're able to get people from around the world they call in and we do a live show and that audio becomes a podcast it's pretty exciting uh it's it's one of that's one of the biggest things i've ever accomplished very excited oh, about that's it. great and you know you were talking in the previous we were talking about you know skateboards and stuff i mean like what i mean like i'm really you know astonished by that because there is no like straps in the skateboard because i'm actually from india here we don't actually use those that much at least in our south part of the country uh but you know in north side they actually use that so how do you actually make the flip you know just just i'm just, i never watched a youtube video for that so you can you just tell a little bit about that? I'm just excited on that. I mean, just like uh, we, we say soccer in America, you probably say football. Uh, just like you control the ball with your feet, you're able to kick it and spin it and, and turn it. Well, you can do the same thing with a skateboard. So there's not, it's not exactly like football, um, but you, the way you position your feet on the board, the way that you, you jump and the way that you kick your feet around, uh, you can do all kinds of different things with the board. So if I always tell if, if you have a lot of friends that I know who played soccer in America, football and around the world, uh, they love skateboarding because it's that same aspect which challenging yourself to control something. And you, you may have to do a trick a, a hundred, 200 times. You may fall a hundred, 200 times, but you know, they say you fall, fall 199 times, get up 200. And when you get up that 200th time, uh, there's a lot of life, great life lessons in skateboarding. And it's because it's that persistence, that repetition. Um, you know, you're almost driving yourself to the brink of insanity sometimes trying to learn a new maneuver. Um, it's, it's difficult. And, and, the, and those are life lessons I've carried my entire life. I, I tell everybody to get into skateboarding. Wow, wow. And do you have any like big bruises after that? Yeah, I still have some scars on my elbows. <laughs> uh, uh, my, shins are, my shins are really lumpy from getting hit in the legs all the time. Uh, <laughs> But I wouldn't trade it for anything. I wish I, had, I, wow. wish I still did it more. 
<laughs> yeah you know work hard play hard i guess you know something like that sorry play hard work hard yeah i what is it on oh it's it's correct it's correct i'm kind of confusing right now oh my god uh, so you know in in your in your episode you know i, I think it's, it's season 4 of your side uh, you had this uh, you know the quiz called backstreet boys versus nsync yes okay because okay because because and there is a guy called pat in that you know video and uh, uh the song i wanted that way he said it was nsync okay i was like oh my god how can he say like that because i'm a huge fan of those guys because yep. backstreet boys blue and uh, boys own best life you know those guys i mean like um, not many people from my side heard it but i actually have to wait a whole week you know in order to put uh, they have to play the music on my tv it was it was so amazing how to you know hear that guys up and uh but i will ask you this question you know the, so let's see if you knew if you knew about this about backstage boys uh, there was this one guy in backstage boys who actually have a heart problem he had a heart surgery uh, do you know who is that no i don't i don't you know okay i'll give you option so it, uh, i'll give you two options you can select one one is uh, he one that was a guy called nick i think you know him you know he was blonde hair and long hair another okay. called uh, brian literal okay so just guess if you have yeah this is just like my game yeah it's a 50-50 chance <laughs> i'll i'll go with brian wow <laughs> i think you you are correct wow wow super super <laughs> and actually it was actually you know the in the song show me the meaning of love he would be you know uh, if you have seen that song obviously you have seen that someone was uh, lying in the bed actually it was him resonating him i think so i i still remember it's a really old song and uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah i think because i still want to ask that yeah yeah go ahead the um a little bit why we do that on the show. I mean, the show is called stuff I never knew. And it's, it's not that it's not the uh, very intelligent guests that I have on, on the, on the, but they're not used to being on camera. They're not used to having the spotlight on them. So even the most simple questions asked at the right time in the right order can, can, can freeze people. They, they panic. Yeah. <laughs> and that that's part of the element of the show is if, if you look, the questions aren't necessarily really difficult, you know, I write all those first round questions and they're just 50-50 choices and you're just guessing but I'll structure them in a way to mislead you to th- to think to outthink yourself. So by the end of the round, um I may do like five of the one like I may do five in sync songs in a row. So by the sixth one, you're thinking, "Oh, it's got to be Backstreet Boys." But why? And I'll may do another in sync. You know, I'll do things just to throw you off and to and to keep people you know, guessing themselves. And, the, and that's part of the element of the show. It's not that they don't, they're not, these aren't very smart people. Uh, it's just that they, they just aren't used to being on camera and having to answer trivia questions. Yeah. And it was really because, you know, I, I kind of jumped on straight onto the show after seeing the name Backstreet Boys, because I was really amazed by it. I, I didn't actually think someone would talk, the, you know, about them on a podcast. So that's why, I mean, like, that's why I want to ask you this is that why a comedy podcast? I mean, like out of all, because you've been in business for 20 years means you could, you can talk a lot and earn a lot as there as well. You know, when you talk about digital marketing, you know, with your expertise. So why a comedy podcast? Yeah, I, um, I, always about diversification, right? I do a lot. I, I'm really strong, uh, local SEO, local marketing, you know, being in the automotive industry, you're not selling cars outside of 15, 20 miles of where you're located at. So you, you're hyper-focused locally. Um, outside of work, you know, what do I do? What happens if that goes away? What happens if we can't sell cars? Like we just went through a two-month period where we were shut down and, you know, you couldn't even sell vehicles. So what happened? So, you know, five, six, seven years ago, I started 
well, how else can I earn money? Right. And that was kind of like, what else can I do? Just like you would diversify a stock portfolio to invest in different types of businesses. Well, I should invest in myself differently. Maybe I should, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm good. I'm a, I've won awards. I've done great things in automotive marketing, but should that go away? You know, you know, being 10 years is also a long time to be a marketing director. Uh, the average tenure is like two to three years. So I'm already pushing that, you know? Um, so I could also start to make money, maybe podcasting, or I do another channel uh, with a friend of mine called disc golf examiner, where we do disc golf related videos. So I have a sports show, a trivia show I'm working, uh, and I'm trying to put all these things together to just, you know, supplement everything. Should one thing go bad or, or it was just a, it was a, a life strategy more than anything. And I, and I just, I'm in love with podcasting. I love the medium. I'll go like, I'll show up at six 30, you know, just to talk, you know, I just, just that people are doing it and you're progressing the medium and putting out great things and you own it. And that's, that's, I'm a big, so I skateboarding, uh, uh, punk rock. I grew up on punk rock music. That's very DIY. Like you own it, you control it. Um, that's your medium. So I kind of wanted to build my own media company. And I figured if I had different types of shows, I could start to you know get different types types of revenue and sell different types of ads to different um, different companies. Yeah, I can agree on that. And I, you know, as you're saying that podcasting is being great medium. I always have this, you know, fear of you know what happens because uh, now you're on my show and you are not asking anything in return. Actually, just to talk with me and you're not asking anything in return. Uh, you're spending an hour how long time now? Apart from you know getting content from each other, I mean, like I create a lot of content for you, you do for me. So it's kind of that. But apart from that, do you think you know in future podcasting would be in a situation like uh, only if I get anything returned from you, I will come on to your podcast. Do you think in future, will that happen? I, I hope not. I, I hope that it stays. There's already a part where big businesses are seeing the money that's involved. And, and people like us, I, I'm not making a ton of money, um, but it's you know, a little bit here and there. And, uh, but I like, if you look, the show now, the last 10, 15 episodes, I'm only having podcasters on. I love that I can, I can bring somebody on the show. They can talk about their show. And, and these are small independent podcasters who are producing their own content. And we're, and I'm just, I'm, I'm in turn promoting them. They're coming on the show. Then just like you said, down when the show releases next week, I'll promote them again. They'll promote that they're on the show and it's just podcasters helping podcasters, helping podcasters. And, and that's what I like. And, I just want to keep, I want to keep it small DIY, but it's, it's going to be hard because in June alone, there was 120,000 new podcasts added in one wow. month. So, I, I mean, that's, I think some of that's part post pandemic where a lot of people stayed home, they learned a new skill. So we're going to get this big bubble. Um, a lot of those don't, don't go anywhere. And that, and, and we know that um, people who stay with it 10 plus episodes, you're going to stay with it longer. So you want to, you want to keep doing it, um, but you just got to be committed. And, and when you see a bubble like that, I know that that's shocking. Like, oh, I, I have 120,000 new competitors, but most of them will be one or two episodes and, and they'll realize how much work it really, it's probably uh, to do a show, as you know, to, to find a guest. For me, I have to write questions. I have to host a live show. I have to edit the show. I have to publish the show. I'm, I'm talking. Yeah, eight, yeah, I know the pain. <laughs> yeah, it's it's eight to ten hours commitment per week. 
and yeah. you got to be consistent. And you'll see, like, that's why I have seasons, right? I, hmm. I can do yeah. 20. Yeah, can take a I, break a little bit on that. <laughs> I can do about 20, and then I get burned out, and then I'll take a break, new season in, in a month or two. And uh, it's, it's just, I love it. I just, I can't tell you how much I love that people have that much control over their media. Yeah, okay, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, uh, when you, you said that, you know, 120,000 people, uh, you know, coming on to the new podcasting sites and all, uh, most people would complain about this, uh, something called algorithm. Okay, this Instagram algorithm or Facebook algorithm. They will obviously complain that it's not actually pushing me because, uh, you know, actually TikTok, actually recently, I, I think, you know, that app TikTok is actually recently banned in my country. Okay. Uh, due to some reasons, they have actually banned. And before that, uh, in people, what they actually, you know, they actually literally cry in my language saying that TikTok is not pushing my uh, videos. It's not like doing that. So what do you want to tell to those people who actually complain about algorithm? Because been a digital marketer for 20 years and you know doing seos and all stuff you will know that you know how much that also matters like google or facebook any of that stuff so do you think which actually wins it's a 50-50 or you know content versus algorithm or how is it like that yeah, if you don't like the algorithms build your own platform right yeah. <laughs> you're not in control it's not your platform yeah. you can't do anything uh to be upset about it most of the reach you get is free what they do give you you're not paying for anyway Uh, there are ways to amplify that. Uh, you can you can invest. You can start to use the if you can start to get just small trickles of ad dollars coming in. Invest a hundred percent of that into getting more reach, more exposure, more eyeballs on your content, more or more ears on your audio. Um, do everything you can to keep that growth. But you don't own those platforms. You don't own the news feed. You don't own you don't own anything. Once you publish it, it's in their world and they're in control of it. You got to do great things and the, the types of sometimes it's it is i agree it's silly the content that does get promoted like how can that possibly but it gets promoted because people watch it and the more people that watch it the more ad dollars that those companies can make so do we have to you know instead of making you know trivia podcasts or one-on-one -on -one interview shows do we just have to make like cats and you know jumping off a table into a mirror like right that gets a million views Uh, but people watched it. That's uh, is that the mental capacity of the public? I don't know that answer. Uh, you know, so you have to you have to either you know build that audience slowly and make great content for those people. If you you know make content for the people who love you. You're, most people aren't going to be uh, you know a two million video view person. You're not. You're just not. The, the odds are stacked way against you. But if you can be a ten thousand view person. Now you're talking. Now you're now you're getting some attention, and that's probably enough for a very specific niche uh, or niche. I don't know, niche uh, niche. I'm from Pittsburgh. We we butcher a lot of words. Uh, that's probably <laughs> yeah, enough. Okay. Yeah, ten thousand is probably a good amount. Um, you know, to to really have a following and and to have a very targeted audience. You don't have to have millions and millions of views, but get enough views that inspire the people that you want to reach. Yeah, and I think that that's where the you know the goal of the podcast obviously comes in because uh, many people will think that if you get a million listens or anything like that, you kind of go big or anything. But sometimes you know getting that hundred listens or two hundred listens, that's actually uh, it's it's actually an achievement itself because that loyal audience and retention rate, if that rises, actually going it. And actually, you know, I wrote something uh, you know just not to forget it because of that. Now you are saying that you know. 
people putting like uh, you know cat videos or something like that to to get them more attention that's what people always do in order to you know in podcasting or anything like that so uh, at what cost do you think that uh, they should you know do all this because sometimes people actually left they uh, you know leave their families or uh, you know their uh, personal life and all that stuff and in order to pursue these kinds of things so do you think that at a personal level of loss these professional successes are actually uh, viable is it actually good do you have any take on that yeah i don't like sharing uh, personal and I, and that's that's obviously a choice that people have to make um i think that you lose a certain thing when you're always recording uh you got to be able to shut it off and turn it off uh i see people who vlog their entire lives uh you know their kids jumping in the ball pits or trampolines and but to get to get that 5 minute video you probably had to film 8 hours that day and you cut the best eight, you know 5 to 10 minutes out of it it's it's i i like i i like from the creation side so uh yes it's a trivia show i'm creating this world where people are are having trivia and we're actually doing a game show it, it's not real right? it's not reality we're just kind of all escaping for a half an hour you know enjoying ourselves and then we're done we can go back to our lives, our bills, our problems, right? Uh, watch TV at night. But you, you, I think you have to escape the, and separate the two. I wouldn't, I, I, I couldn't be, I'm, I'm not that person. People are, and, and those people do get millions and millions of views. Uh, but I, I always want to stay more on the, on the creation side and, and, and create that world that you want to present. Now it's, it's authentically me. I'm not not being me. I'm b- still a big goofball from Western Pennsylvania, uh, and I'm joking around, and you know, and we'll uh, we'll tease each other a little bit. You know, it's fun. It's us. It's us being us in real time, and then we're done. Um, but to, uh, go. I'd like to go back to one point you said where you know you get excited about a hundred, two hundred views. That's that was the first thing that ever inspired me about podcasting, or even putting a video on YouTube. And with podcasting in particular, I think of it this way. I couldn't, I couldn't promote a show in my town at a theater that holds 500 people and fill a 500-seat theater, right? But I can publish a podcast, and in the first 24 hours, I'm getting 500 to 1,000 downloads. That's exciting. That's, to me, I, think, I always think of my podcast listens as theater fills. Like, oh, I can fill a 500-seat theater you know, in podcast world, that's exciting. Like that's a, that's a great, a great feeling. Yeah, I can agree on that because, you know, uh, actually as I do podcast on my, you know, Indian side, most of the time my listeners are actually from U- United States because there was a one guy called Mohit Patel. Uh, he's actually Indian, but, you know, residing in uh, US. And he actually, you know, contacted me saying that I found your podcast on LinkedIn. You know, if you're looking for any more, any more guests, I could, uh, you know, happily hop. And I was like, how did it actually go to US? I mean, like, I was really wondering how was actually, you know, he listened and everything and stuff. Then I mostly, you know, interview foreigners. Mostly I, out of, out of my country, that's what I mostly do because, you know, it's kind of really like the culture and everything and stuff that what they do, things differently and all. So, yeah, I think, you know, uh, for that, you were saying that 500 or 1000 downloads. Uh, do you think being a comedy podcast, you get those much of downloads? If you are a business podcast, if you don't get that, does that mean that we are not growing or anything like that? Talk to me about you know the stats that you know you are facing. Yeah, well, two two different things are happening there. Comedy applies to everybody. Everybody jokes. Everybody laughs. Business is a small niche audience. It's 
it's everybody works. Um, some people are manager level. Some people are CEO level. Some people are trying to, to do it themselves. Um, you know, just side hustle stuff. So, you know, you keep shrinking down that audience side. So business is a very powerful niche on iTunes, but it's a much smaller audience than, than comedy, which is broad where, where anybody can listen to it. Um, I, I think business is, is much more competitive. Um, comedy, because uh, business, I mean, you have marketing, you have strategy, you kind of get down to, you know, four or five different types of business podcasts. They're either, you know, one person riffing for 40 minutes, you get an interview style podcast like we're doing here. Um, and then you maybe get a panel or you get a live presentation, but that's pretty much the extent of, of business podcasts. Comedy is, you know, comedian. I mean, anything you can think of, you know, can be a comedy podcast. So the, the audience is much, much bigger. Uh, but there is, you know, but the names inside of the comedy are much bigger. I mean, you're getting national touring comics who are now can't tour. So what are they doing? They're podcasting to supplement their income. So it's getting, that's getting competitive too. But luckily the audience size there is much bigger. Yeah, yeah, I can hear that. You know, coming out to the comedy this section, I think I think I really have to ask you because when I was seeing the episode of you know the backstage boys and stuff, uh, there was this guy. Uh, I don't know his name. He was actually you know wearing this full uh, headphones. It's, I don't actually remember. He was wearing a, a shirt and stuff. Uh, but he was actually really serious for a comedy podcast. I mean, like I'm not saying it's wrong. Yeah. I'm not saying it's wrong. I mean, like yeah, people are like you know their time may be different, something like that. So. Do you think, you know, people should keep their face reaction, like even the comedy podcast, like always happy or, you know, if, if in case, if you're like, talking something like that and if you're making comedy podcast and if I am always keeping a, you know, sturdy face, do you think that as a host or as a guest will be comfortable to for that? Because I need to know because uh, now you're talking right now. So I have to, you know, make reactions because I'm listening and I'm reacting to it. But sometimes people won't because their reaction level might not be as expected as it be. So how much do you think that's important, you know, when it comes to face reactions on that? I think you should be you. I don't think you should try to be, um, I think you're talking about Joe Rogan. Uh, I think his, uh, his logo is headphones and a shirt. If I think that's who you're talking about. Um, he's a, this guy, Joe Rogan has been the best at everything he's ever done. He's been a television host, uh, hosted one of the, the best shows in reality television. Uh, he does, uh, ultimate fighting UFC. He's, he's an announcer. He's podcast. He's the number one podcaster. This guy is incredible. Well, he weight trains and fights. He's number one. He's, this, he's incredible. Uh, I don't, he, but he's just being him. So I, he is funny. He has his own uh, comedy special on Netflix. Like, uh, but he also learns like he's always in a state of learning and that's who he is. And even though he is, his show's funny and they, they goof around, they have comedians on, he's going to learn some crazy things that you never even thought about. Just, just the way his brain works about always improving. That's what he's doing. And that's him being him. And that that's perfect. He's the number one podcaster in the world. He's, he just signed a hundred million dollar deal with Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't think you should veer from who you are. Mm -hmm. um, the people who like who you are will find you and, you know, and you'll get out in front of them and you'll, you'll slowly build that, but be you. I, I don't think putting on something that's not you is worthwhile because you can't maintain that. That's a lie. You know, you're telling a lie today and you have to keep that lie going forever. Um, it's a little different if you're playing a character. Like if you know like, oh, this is a character I'm going to play, then yeah, play a character and do that going forward. But 
but always, always err on the side of being you. There's only one you. Just be you and have fun. Yeah. And, and sometimes, you know, being you is kind of hard. You know, people, you know, thinking about their judgment and stuff. Will they accept me as me? So yeah. I think. Yeah. I'll tell you a secret that, yeah. I, that I learned six years ago. And everybody thinks, and I first say it, it sounds shocking. And they, some people get offended. Um, the truth is, no one cares. I, I was afraid. <laughs> I, I agree on that. I am yeah. not offended. I truly agree on that. <laughs> yeah. No, nobody cares. I, I, like I told you, I, I was interested in podcasting in 2009 and it took me to 2015 to actually do it. Well, I didn't like the sound of my voice. I didn't like the way I looked on camera. I didn't like, you know, even the, the words that I say, cause I'm from, I know that I talk differently from Pittsburgh than a lot of other Americans. I didn't like any of that. And I, I published a show and you know who told me about those things? Nobody. Nobody cared that I sound funny. Nobody cared that I look funny. That was all on me. I was putting that pressure on myself. People have, they have house payments, car payments. They have kids that need to go to soccer. They want an, they want an escape for a half an hour to an hour. Uh, that's what I'm giving them. And I'm trading them. I'm giving them what they want for an hour. They can not think about all those things. And they can enjoy life and then go back to, to that. And they don't care how I sound. Nobody does. Nobody cares. And uh, that's my favorite saying. And it's the one thing that's liberated me to be able to go out and just, like, I would never have been on camera 10 years ago. Uh, never. But who cares? Nobody's going to come and tell me, like, oh, that, that Michael Strahan shirt you wore was terrible. Why'd you wear a green shirt on uh, camera? Nobody cares. Uh, they enjoy, I get, you get compliments. Like, thank you for saying that. I, I heard your show. That was, you're funny. That was great. Um, that's what it's about. None of it's about you. Nobody cares about you. They like what you do and they enjoy that you can either inform them or take them away from something for a half an hour. But who you are, that, that, that's, why would you be somebody else? Because be you, people like you for, and it's true. People just like you for who you are. Yeah, yeah, I think it is because, you know, as you were saying that, you know, uh, for comedy and stuff, at first, the what I was actually doing, you know, I actually do video editing and, you know, auditing and stuff for some of my clients. And at first, I thought, you know, that my clients would always need me, okay, because I, every single time, whenever I, you know, uh, go to the restroom, after that, I come and check my phone. After I wash my hands, I come and check my phone. Yeah. Every single time I was doing that, I was really afraid that, okay, if he sends a text, what happens? What? Then, you know, after like, uh, you know, a month or two, I actually thought, He's not going to die if I don't reply <laughs> at first. It will take a bit of time. That's fine. So that was really anxious because I was just starting out my gig. Now it's around six or seven months and I got some clients and you know working on that. So that, that's the one thing that learned me, you know, because, because like I said, no one cares. And my kind of saying is no one is going to die. If yeah. you don't pick up the phone, no one's going to die yeah. unless they're, unless they're, you know, somewhere around here, obviously they won't call you. They will call their parents. Why would yeah. anyone, you know, if you're friends. So. Yeah. Take care of the client, but you know, mm-hmm. As long as they're happy, they're, they don't care. Yeah. They, they're, you're doing a job for them that they need done. Mm-hmm. You get it done and they're happy. But they don't, they don't care that your exact schedule. They just, want, they just want quality work and they want it done, you know, in a reasonable time and they're happy. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, this is something that I actually ask uh, in an out-of-the-box question in, in the middle, actually. Uh, who was the last person that you made smile today? Oh, uh, actually yesterday i think so you know you yesterday yeah, i just woke you up, just up. Woke up. <laughs> i was I, I, just well, ma- I you know I, I made a pot of coffee and i took a cup into my wife uh, so that's the only person i've seen today uh was my wife uh, so it's a little too early to 
Oh, I made you yeah. smile. You're smiling now too. So look at that. I made two people <laughs> smile. Yeah, this is this is <laughs> well, okay. So as of, as of yesterday, I mean like who who did you make smile? Uh, yesterday, well, I think I was by myself. Uh, I, I, it's funny. I go to, um, I go grocery shopping every Sunday morning. So I, I wake up early. I'm the first one up in my house and I go grocery shopping and there's this type of cheese that I love. And the, the people who work at the deli counter love this cheese too. So every time I go into the, the grocery store, they say, Hey, Bell G O C O. And they, they call me by the name of the provolone cheese. And, uh, and we laugh and like, we, so I always make the deli counter people laugh, uh, just cause they <laughs> see me and they, they, oh, here comes the cheese guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can get the feeling of that because, you know, I always have this, uh, this something called, uh, uh, boli. Okay. It's called boli in, uh, in our, in our country. It's called that. It's kind of a sweet, uh, um, how to say sweet kind of thing. I don't exactly remember the English word for it. So every single time, you know, whenever I say it, Whenever I come, the first thing question that ask is, it's not like, what do you want? It's like, do you want bully? That's what they ask. They don't ask me what do you want because <laughs> it's the usual stuff. So yeah, I think you know, it's really good that people actually, you know, get accustomed to you, you know, whenever, you know, it's kind of an identity, it seems. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know, being a TC guy, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying on that. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, I typically, yeah. I typically goof around and I typically... I'm always having fun. Like, you know, so I think I like to think I make a lot of people smile. I don't know if all my jokes are funny, uh, but I think if you're around me, we're, we're going to have a good time. We're going to, we're going to laugh a little bit. Well, you know, we'll, we'll tease each other and uh, we'll goof on each other, but always like that came from skateboarding too. That's another skateboard lesson. Um, you know, when you're a young kid, I was, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18, you're, you're, you finally get this sense of freedom you can now drive and go places. So now you have a car full of 15, 16, 17 year old kids. You're driving around the, the places. Um, sometimes you're getting chased by security guards or cops and you're just goofing around and, and, and you're, and you're pushing each other at the same time. So um, all that you really care about is that what you're trying to do today was a little bit better than the day before. And if you do that, you get respect. That's how you earn respect in skateboarding. Just try a little harder you can be the worst skateboarder, but if you if you do one little trick better the next day, you're you're in. That's how you do it. So, so but we, but we'll also push each other, push each other, and we'll tease each other to as a motivation tool. So I I still do that as an adult. Uh, I don't I don't know if everybody always appreciates it, but it's it's always it's always in fun uh, for continuous improvement. So you know I would never just with a stranger. Uh, joke around, um, you know, with with friends, and you know, we would tease each other and push each other uh, the way like like real friends do, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it's good to have a child inside you. You know, it's uh, I think it's good. You know, being child at heart, I think it can actually save you from a lot of pressure. I think so, as far as you know, people are concerned. I mean, like if people are jumping into their, uh, you know, after finishing their teens, it's like their life is going to be over. It's like you know, you're going to see a whole new world. I mean, like what I've been in this world for 18 years. What new world I'm going to yeah. see? It's just that our perspective is kind of yeah. different. I think so. It's, it's, it's really hard on that. And, you know, this this thing that, you know, I actually interview a lot of, uh, you know, uh, foreigners and one of my friends actually asked me to ask one of uh, my podcast guests. So please don't get, you know, wrong in this. Yeah. But um, my friend asked me is that uh, in many Hollywood films, okay, that's something called this high school romance. Yeah. Okay, In high school, people would have this bullying, this great romance, this prom and everything and stuff. So is it 
most of this, uh, most of the things that are shown in the Hollywood movies, is it actually true in, you know, in actual life as well? I mean, in your high school, did you actually, you know, go to date, a girlfriend? I mean, like, girlfriend is obvious that we can go on to that, yeah. you know, going to prom or anything like that. Is it all actually true? It's based in truth, but it's also highly exaggerated. So, uh, yeah, high, almost every high school is going to have a prom. Um, they usually have two, two dances, like there's an, a fall dance and a spring dance. Only like the seniors and juniors go to the prom. Um, they do, they do, you know, kids go crazy with dresses and tuxedos. Uh, some of them will rent limos. Like some of that part's true. Um, but a lot of like the, the um, receptions where they dance, all that's way blown out of proportion. No, nobody has a budget for uh, a room with a chandelier and, you know. No, chef. they're not. They're, they're, they're nice. They're very elegant dinners. Um, but the movies are, you know, the movie has a budget of a million dollars. Most high schools have, you know, a, a $20,000 budget. So um, they aren't, they are nice events and, and prom is something that does happen. Didn't happen this year. They were all canceled this year because uh, of uh, coronavirus or COVID ID. Um, so, so because of the I pandemic. I can't believe I'm actually being cheated my whole life because I, every single time when I saw a Hollywood movie, you know, the prom, you know, actually there's uh, uh, many series, okay, they actually, you know, this purple lighting, you know, many shawls are going on and it was like, wow, why our country is not doing this? I mean, like I always ask this question, but uh, after hearing you, I, I can't believe I've been cheated my whole life. <laughs> well, everything in, a, in America is like an industry. There's a, a, a whole industry that supports the prom. So people are making dresses, they're renting limos. Uh, there's a whole service industry there. Weddings are the same way. Weddings, there's a whole wedding industry. Um, people are, you know, those uh, the the bride's dresses, the tuxedo. There's a whole a whole slew of people make a lot of money off of weddings. And there's industries like that, and that's the way. Kind of everything you see big in America is because something somebody's probably making a lot of money off of it. So there's a lot of proms, a lot of weddings. Um, you know, graduation parties aren't, aren't as big, but those are more small local. Uh, but that's, that's, you know, that's the way, it's the way it works, I guess. <laughs> well, even if someone says the next time, you know, I'm going to make my child, you know, study in America, not in India, I'm going to slap them in the face that I know that it's not true. So just shut up and get your child in a middle school and you know, study. And all that. Yeah. I mean, I, I went yeah. to, I went to three proms as a kid and, um, and the, the, I didn't, I, I mean, I, for the guys, it's, it's way less expensive. Um, the guys probably pay one sixth of what a girl pays. I, to, I, all I did was rent a tuxedo and I, I gave it back the next day. Uh, the girls actually buy their dresses and uh, those can be six, seven hundred dollars, you know, easily. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, we 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 actually we as boys, you know, don't use a lot. I mean, of dresses. I don't know. I I I've actually never you know given most importance on that. But girls, yeah, I I I totally agree on that because a friend of mine, she actually kind of bought fifteen pieces of dresses, uh, you know, for like a whole month or something like that, and that actually cost her around uh, thirty thousand rupees. So thirty thousand in uh, you know in your country to be around like uh, eight hundred dollars or something like that. So it's just for a month. Every single month, she does like that. So I was like, her father either is either her father is actually a really great guy or he's a really fool, great fool. So these are two things that might probably would be that. So uh, just uh, one thing because before asking is that uh, would you listen to your you know peers podcast? Because this is something that's really good because uh, we listen to you know Tim Ferriss shows, Gary Vaynerchuk shows, everything else that. 
but do you listen to your you know friends podcast or some your colleagues podcast do you listen to all of that oh yeah absolutely i i like uh, especially the week before they come on the show i start downloading all kinds of independent it it sparks me to not only download um you know who's coming on the show but i'll start to download you know related shows uh you know also suggested and i just i just like hearing um i like hearing people creating the media and and just to hear somebody do it is is phenomenal like that's that's what i like the most i don't i may not subscribe and be a regular listener but i i found myself now consuming a lot more smaller independent shows and, and you know some of them stick around some of them are just like you know i want to try it, you know get a little taste of everything because there's so many it's you know i only i have about 2 hours a day i can listen to podcasts and so i'm trying to i'm just trying to sample so much right now that i want to support so many people but i don't have the time to you know stay subscribed um but i just i just want to absorb everybody's show and and get a taste for everybody like just uh, a sense of what everybody's like wow wow that's great and you know just uh, one question before going on to the final question is that uh, i'm actually like i said you know an mba in marketing and finance i'm doing pursuing right now uh, so what do you actually think uh, you know the scope for marketing after this uh, you know post pandemic uh, in this you know automotive sector you know as you are doing this for you know more than 20 years do you think there's a viable future for marketing executives i mean like you know there will always be you know jobs available for them because everyone need to sell their products yeah. so for that marketing is needed uh, so but you know the number of people they hire you know something like that will there be opportunities for the new guys to enter yeah i i think i i got lucky as um i was making a skate shop i was selling retail all over the country all over the world um and i started to, what i didn't realize at the time is you know i was buying google adwords for 5 cents per click and i was i had my own social media because it didn't exist so i built a message board i built a channel for people to create profiles and i started doing all these i was uploading video and and doing video marketing and i didn't even know what i was doing i was just kind of doing it and once my my skate shop closed in 2008 and people started asking me to do things like hey can you help me with this can you do this can you build a website can you what what am i doing wrong and can you audit me and i was like wait wait a second wait a second uh <laughs> i didn't know i didn't see that yeah, coming <laughs> yeah yeah i you know in 2008 2009 i had no idea i I got hired right away as a director of internet marketing at a media company. Um and then I went straight to automotive. I've been there for 10 years and I love it. Um and and I in, in that sense I got fortunate because I trained myself. I learned the skill and then I applied it to the market. The market needed that skill. Um but if you look at what schools teach for marketing, if you look at the curriculum, uh it's rough like it is it it is hard for a college to keep up with the pace that the internet changes so i'm torn like i like i have kids they're going to be going to school soon depending on what they want to do i don't know 100% if i can recommend college to them because some of the things you can start at 18 19 20 years old we say cut your teeth i don't know if that's a saying cut your teeth is uh you know learning the skill and you know and and we also you're green you're real green your learning is is green and you're cutting your teeth as you're learning the skill um you can go out in the world figure it out for 4 years and instead of having in in America you'll have 80 to a $200,000 debt at the end of that you you may the best case scenario for a marketing is you may come out of college and get a 35 40,000 a year job and you have 
three, four times that in debt uh, that you owe to the college. So I don't know that answer. And it's, and I struggle with it because I don't think that I, that some professions need a college education, but I grew up in a time where everybody went to college like that. You went to high school, then you went to college. That's what you did. And so I'm in that in between generation where I really think like the things that my kids are learning, they're learning how they're, they're want to start a lip gloss business right now. Uh, they want to build a website. They want to do video. They want to do TikTok. Like, I'm like, Oh my goodness. They, they're not even out of high school yet and they're already catching up to me. So I'm in, I could be in trouble in 10 years. You know, luckily I'll be retiring in about 20. So I can, I can ride this, you know, I, I'm ahead of the curve enough that I think I, I can certainly ride a, a, an executive level marketing position for probably to my retirement, but I have, there's AI, artificial intelligence is coming from my job. Uh, these kids are going to be way smarter than me are coming from my job. So there's opportunity is crazy uh, right now. If you get your AdWords certifications, your analytics certifications, um, you're going to come out of college or even high school and you're going to have skills that people want and people want those skills now and they're struggling to find enough good people. There's people who say they do it, which always, you know, okay, okay. You, you, you had a, you know, a viral video on Facebook. Great. The, what happens the next day when that's done? Um, so you, if you can understand, you know, the long-term strategy, um, how to repeat it is important too. And you get your right certifications. You can come out of school without, or out of high school, work three to four years, get those certifications. You'll be, a, you'll be getting paid $30,000 a year, probably, uh, instead of having a debt of $30,000 a year. And, um, in four or five years, you could move into a manager position. You can be an account manager and, uh, at an agency and start helping, you know, the people below you manage those accounts and you can accelerate pretty quickly depending on what you want to study. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can agree on that because, you know, I, I've seen, you know, like I said, in the Hollywood movies itself, people always say that, you know, always debt in that, uh, you know, college debt and everything and all. But, you know, fortunately in our country is actually is the, it's actually kind of, quite how to say costly but it's not that much costly you know comparing to other nations and yeah. also getting a degree is easy here it's really easy because you just study and you get you know pass marks and get degrees easier but like you said applying is totally hard and you know this 2020 is like it's like it's like just ripped off you know people because uh, what we are predicting right now is that as you know a small you know group of people what we are predicting right now is that so first uh, you know this covid came so that's uh, you know first thing and second is actually you know in my country the madagascar locust or actually you know they are um, uh, what, what was that? Uh, oh, migrating. Yeah, sorry. I forgot okay. the word. So they're migrating from, you know, one place to another and they're actually eating crops all the way along. So that may lead to drought or, yeah. you know, anything like that. And the China is actually finding out another plague in, in those places. And we are actually expecting zombies and aliens to come in the next, you know, <laughs> few months. That's what we, yeah, we are expecting on that. We, so, just, we just had a dust storm from the Sahara uh, blanket the lower half of America. I don't, I don't know how bad it was, but there was a dust storm that I was like, when did that ever happen before it came over like Florida, Georgia, North Carolina? Uh, that was a big news story last week. It's yeah, crazy. Lots I'm happening. Really like, <laughs> the only, only concern my, my, you know, my friend of mine says that, you know, dude, come on, man, go and reduce the weight because I'm, I'm kind of a little overweight right now, you know, because in this pandemic also I'm sitting at home, like <laughs> actually, uh, you know, for like, how to say uh, two months or three, three months, I've been in lockdown and uh, we are sitting and I actually said, dude, my main aim right now is 
to be, you know, get out of 2020 alive and try to go to 2021. If I make it, then I would exercise four over my life. I will be on that. But until then, this is my main, you know, priority and stuff. So, yeah, I think it's it's pretty crazy going on that. Yeah, we'll hit the reset button next year. I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're saying. I don't know if that will be a button to press. That's what yeah. we're so afraid of. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows what it's going to be like? And, and there's no way that you're going to know. Um, so, you know, back to how we started this conversation, you know, start to protect yourself, you know, create assets that are valuable, right? Create a podcast that has value to other people. Um, even if, even if, you don't monetize the podcast and you provide value to people, other people are going to look to you uh, that'll open up other things. You may get speaking engagements. You may get to travel and, and talk to corporate sponsor, sponsored gigs where you, you talk to a whole corporation. Those, that's those ass, those, what you have, that asset is valuable. So, you know, don't just rely on your job to give you a paycheck next month. You know, that side hustle is, is a big part of our, you know, especially our economy, making a little bit extra on the side. Um, you start to scale that slowly over years and, and, you know, parlay that into other things. Yeah, 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 yeah I totally agree on that. And, you know, just one question before, you know, closing is that uh, what do you actually think is the best tip that you can provide to a fellow podcaster in, uh, you know, in order to grow? It's best tip according to the whole world. Uh, well, you know, I kind of gave it away. I honestly, uh, no, if you're on the fence and you don't know if you should create a podcast or, or what, just remember, no one cares, uh, what you do, what you say, what you sound like, the most important thing is to get it out there, start somewhere. And I, I didn't know this was a real technique and I don't know the word for it. I thought I invented this, but it's, this is a real, uh, technique. It's no matter what your goal is, mark a calendar get a calendar 30 days. Um, all I want you to do is if, if you've been on the fence, like I was, and it took you five years to promote, to, to do a, to launch your first podcast, mark out 30 days on a calendar and every day, just do one thing. I don't care if it's set up your email address. I don't care if it's register a domain name that counts as one thing. If it's, you know, set up your Facebook page, that's one thing. And go do that 30 consecutive days. And at the end, next month, when you're sitting in the same chair, instead of saying, oh, I wish I had a podcast, you'll have done 30 of these tiny micro goals all the way to the end. And you'll have, you'll be 30 steps closer launching that podcast. Because it is, it is work. Um, it's repetition. But those, and I thought, I totally thought I invented this, but it's a, it's a real uh, uh, strategy. You know, one thing, mark it on a calendar, put a little X, say, I did something today. Do one thing. As tiny as it is, count it. If you answered an email, somebody had a question about something, answer it, check off that box. You did one thing that day. And at the end of the, at the, end of the month, you have 30 goals. In a quarter of a year, you'll have 90 goals. And all of a sudden, now you're, you have momentum and it's growing just by doing these tiny little baby steps. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, people, I, I just wish people have patience for that. And it's, it's really tough. I, I can totally, because I actually, you know, it took me, uh, you know, six months, six to eight months around, you know, to properly share, you know, I, I've been uh, recording podcasts, like, you know, for six months, how I actually first did was, you know, to find guests, I go to Instagram and I put hashtag entrepreneur and I would DM every single one of those people who, you know, in the recent tab, every single one of them. 
So first person popped up and he didn't mind, you know, what I was having and everything and stuff. He just, I was so kind hearted and, you know, get on to that. And after that, I knew plenty of mistakes. I'm still learning like how to improve and all you know, my graphics and videos and everything. So yeah, I think if people have kind patience of that, you know, uh, to pro- progressively proceed, I think, I think it's going to blow off. I think so. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty great. And uh, guys, thanks so much for listening. So this is the, oh, so, so sorry. Just one thing before. Uh, is there anything else you want to ask me? I forgot to mention that. No, this is great. And, uh, you know, like I said, if, if you know, starting somewhere is like what, just exactly what you said. And that's the best advice you can give people that, yeah, you're going to reach out to a lot of people and a lot of people up front will say no until you get established and you'll get little wins. Uh, you know, I'll get... I had little. I had some guests on my show, and then I had one guest who brought uh, people who were on TV, and I got a TV guest on my show. So I'm getting to the point where I can build on that, and and I can keep getting you know maybe bigger and bigger guests, bigger podcast guests. Uh, they're going to see that, and, and it just snowballs. So you do have to start somewhere. Like I'm saying, do one little goal, and like you're saying, reach out and just you got to keep hustling. You got to you have to believe in what you're doing, and you have to keep working out and reaching out to people. And, and you will get there. You will see those results when you look back 90 days uh, in six months. You'll, you'll, you'll be so proud that you did it. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more on that. And guys, uh, so the things that we discussed is that, you know, there are tons of things like content versus algorithm and uh, how Backstreet Boys are so cool than NSYNC. And that's one of the things that, you know, it's really cool. And, you know, looking at other people's, you know, podcast and uh, I, have, I will leave everything in the, the timestamp below as I always do. And to my friend who's listening to this, who asked the question about high school performance dates, unfortunately, buddy, it's not going to work out. If you are still dreaming about going there and doing stuff, it's not going to work out. Uh, anyways, but you know, best of luck. I think you know, being a, a kid at heart, and uh, it's it's not going to hurt. But try that out as well. And guys, uh, thanks so much for listening, and thank you so much, Mr. Jeff. You know, for coming onto the podcast, it really means a lot. So I will see you guys in the next podcast. Thank you.